So we've been building up this incredible idea of how Hashem is within everything, even within things that are not His will. But then obviously He is infinitely more there and present and willing in His mitzvahs, mitzvot. And today we take it an even deeper level, the Torah, the learning of Torah. If you remember, we explored learning Torah in chapters 4 and 5. But now he takes it to a whole different level. Over there we spoke about how when a person studies Torah, they grasp godliness. Literally, it becomes part of them. They digest it like food. Over here, he says more than that. He says, when you study Torah, you start thinking like God. You're entering God's logic. See, when you do a mitzvah, you're simply connecting to how his logic is a applied, but you're not getting into his logic. You're just doing the application of his logic. So he wants me to put on tefillin, I'm putting on tefillin. But when I sit and I start studying why tefillin, how tefillin, where tefillin, I'm literally being invited by Hashem to see the world through his eyes. What an incredible revelation of godliness that accesses us. And therefore, this answers a big question about, like, but the Torah is irrelevant. Who cares if this is going to happen or it's not going to happen? Um, it's, it's irrelevant to me. Ugh, it's just abstract stuff. Rabbi, who cares? It's a mitzvah that I'm never going to keep. God's inviting you into his mind. And yes, some of the stuff that God wants and, and thinks of are things that we might find relevant in our lives, and some of them not. But nevertheless, you're being invited into his mind. Often Torah just becomes a tool for us to live our lives. So like we'll often say, study Torah so that you can navigate your own life. Torah will be your guide. And it's true, Torah is your guide. But that's not the deepest level of Torah. The deepest level of Torah is not what it does for you in your life. It's how it uplifts you beyond your life. How it allows you to see the world through God's perspective. Because Torah is absolute truth. There is nothing false within Torah. And whatever level you're learning on, whether you're the most superficial you know, student who is unable to understand and grasp deeper levels, let's say, a, you know, a grade R student studying Chumash for the first time, or you're a sophisticated, high IQ, well-educated person who's studying the deep commentaries, although the second person is perhaps grasping the ideas better, they're still touching the same godliness. They're both accessing Hashem. And by the way, this was one of the big complaints that people had on the Baal Shem Tov and the Tanya and the Hasidic movement, because what this says is that great Torah sages, although they're, they're, they should be respected, of course, and they should be our guides, nevertheless, they're not catching any more godliness in their Torah study than the simple Jew who's saying a chapter of Tehillim. Because it's the same God everywhere. And as we said in chapter 4, does it really make a difference if you're hugging the king when the king is wearing one piece of clothing or ten pieces of clothing? You're hugging the king. The king's inside. So when you're studying Torah, you're being invited into God.
into his chamber, and to walk into his magnificent, beautiful chamber. Rabbi Steinsaltz in Estania brings a magnificent story. There was a good Jew in a city called Neistat, who was a very simple, simple person, could barely study anything. And in that area lived the famous Rabbi Chaim of Tzanz, one of the great sages and uh, a Hasidic master, but also a halachic master. He wrote the Divrei Chaim, which is an halachic book. One of the great sages of his time. One day, Rabbi Chaim was about to finish the entire Talmud, but he couldn't finish it because there was a Tosavot, a commentary that he could not understand. So what did he do? He walked over to this Jew, this good Jew of Neistat, and he says, this is my problem. The Jew responds, I don't know how to finish Shas. I can barely finish Tehillim. And even that's with great effort. How can I finish Shas? Rabbi Chaim says, please, just explain it to me. So what does the Jew do? He takes the Gemara and starts reading. But simply by the way he read the words, without translating a thing, he, he put the comma in a different part of the line, and suddenly everything became clear to Rabbi Chaim. What's the point? Because they're both accessing the same God. And in a way, Rabbi Chaim says that he wanted to exchange his Talmud for that guy's Tehillim, and the guy wasn't willing to agree to it, because the guy deep down knew that his Tehillim, in a way, is more worthy than Rabbi Chaim's Talmud. Because it's, it's not how deep you go, but how sincerely you connect to God in that process.